Unlock the past and safeguard your memories with ScanMyPhotos.com. Here's our special promo code, GODIGITAL, to get a whopping up to 50% off your photo scanning order. Don't let your cherished moments fade away. Digitize them now with precision and care. Whether it's old slides, photos, or films, bring them into the digital age and relive those precious memories. This is an affiliate promotion, meaning we may earn a commission if you take advantage of this fantastic deal. Act fast, preserve your history, and save big with Go Digital at ScanMyPhotos.com. Hi, I'm Maureen Taylor, the photo detective. I really love family photographs, all of them, from the mystery images you find in shoeboxes and albums to the pictures you snap with your digital devices. No mystery is too small. A simple question about an image can lead to new stories of your ancestors. This means you can count on me to help you identify the people in them, offer solutions for preserving and organizing them, and yes, even guide you in the various ways to gather and share picture stories with your relatives. Hi, everyone. This is Maureen Taylor, the photo detective, here for another session of Ask Maureen. So thank you so much for joining me for Ask Maureen, the place where you can ask all of your questions relating to photo preservation, identification, sharing, digital things, whatever you have a question about with photographs, this is the space for you to do it. So please put it in the chat. Did you catch my October episode with the ghost hunter? Dustin Perry is a ghost hunter who uses historical images. He does historical photo research to find out things about whether or not these places are haunted, believe it or not. But it's fun to talk to someone. And it's part of a series I've run on the podcast about individuals who use photos for other types of jobs other than genealogy. I was a photo researcher for a very long time and for textbook publishing and other things. And so I am aware of all kinds of people who are using historical photos and historical photo research for things other than family history. It's hard to imagine, isn't it? (laughs) But anyway, he is. Dustin Perry is great. He's actually pretty famous. He was on the series Ghost Hunters and Ghost Hunters International. And he lives locally to me, which is cool because Rhode Island is the home of Ghost Hunters. This is where those two guys were from. And so that's kind of cool. Now on the podcast in November, a series I'm running on little things that can make a difference to understanding the story in your family photograph. It's actually pretty cool. Also on the podcast in November, this guy, Louis Takis, has done an amazing job researching the Ellis Island photos and passport photos of people who passed through Ellis Island. And you will not believe the clues that this man has studied. I am in awe of his research skills and his ingenuity. 
on a uh, sort of sad note, I have to say that Joe Manning of that project researching Lewis Hine photos, unfortunately, I just found out last week that he died in early May. And I, we never met because of the pandemic, but I did consult on his projects on and off for maybe 20 years. So I'm quite sad about that. So that's not so great. Brandon put in a question. He says he got an old photo album from his grandfather, mostly unidentified photos, I think from the 1890s, but has some tintypes in it as well. Uh, do I do photo consultations for a whole album? You bet I do, Brandon, and I give you discount pricing. So please email me at photodetective at maureentaylor.com and we will work on something to make it possible for us to talk. I love working on photo albums. I have this new course that I've been working on. It's not quite ready to launch yet. One of the questions that was submitted on Instagram was how can we determine if the frames of old pictures hold value? They are not currently on display due to age, but who would I contact to determine if the frames are original to the era of the photo or not? So how do you tell if a frame is an original antique or not? Well, you turn it over and you look at the connection. Sometimes you see little tiny rusted nails. The other thing is you look at the frame and the aging of the wood, you look at the class. Any antique dealer could tell you how much they're worth. Keep waving. It depends what type of frame it is. It depends if it's got aged wood. It depends. Lots of things having to do with frames. So frames are very interesting. Uh, let's see. Janet said that she inherited albums and lots of pictures of her great aunt's husband's family. So let me get that right. Great aunt husband's family. He was an only child. She built out his family tree and then connected the pictures to the person on the tree. And there are still many with no names. They're really beautiful. And then she created a Facebook family page for the Elliott family and added all the pictures with them without names. So far, no one has joined to claim kin. That is the problem. I have a closet full of photos without names on them and some with names. But while I see these groups on Facebook where they have phenomenal success connecting images with family, I cannot seem to find the people to connect these with. There we go. Ida Plumador. She's still on my desk. Or here are my two personal favorites. I wrote a long blog post about them. The Glassmere Brothers. Of Pennsylvania. I even wrote to the Historical Society. They don't seem in Pottersville, Pennsylvania. Nobody seems to want these two guys. So I guess I'll try again. I would say put the images, uh, you put them on Facebook, you put them on Ancestry. I would try to put them up all over the place. You could, if you knew where the great aunt's husband's family lived, try to connect them with a historical society or a museum. I am helping my husband, mother's cousin, with this huge collection of documents and images from a small town in Vermont. And we contacted the Vermont Historical Society, and they had claimed that they were quite interested in the whole collection. It's also town papers because they were town clerks. So I was stunned when I saw how uh, many documents there were relating to the time when these guys were the town clerks. There was a woman on Facebook, Lorraine, who posted an image and said it was her father's 
father and her father never knew him and that she's trying to find out more about him. So I did a little bit of research on Google. That's my first step if it's somebody famous. And this is a broadside, meaning it's a single sheet, looks like a single sheet of paper or maybe a little booklet. It was songs. I Google it and then try to find out if I can find out anything about the person. I'm thinking maybe it was a stage name even because I can't find anything on this guy. I can't find a copy of the a songbook, but that's with a general Google search. That's not a deep dive into archives like using Archive Grid or the Internet Archive or anything like that. I did have this client a couple of weeks ago at a group portrait and there was a girl in the second row and she was holding this songbook. And I was able to actually find that songbook online, which helped date the photograph, which was fantastic. I love those hidden clues. Steve was on the podcast about a year ago and he makes reproduction cases and frames. And I really want to get one of those 19th century frames from him. They are beautiful. I bought little tiny ones that for Christmas tree ornaments and I sent them to some people, but I really want one of his large reproduction cases. This is modern day antique for the folks on um, Instagram. Love, love, love what he's doing. Love. He made a whole bunch of reproduction cases for Harvard University so they could not display the originals because they had copies made of some photographs. So they put those copies on display in period cases. So they look like the original, but they're not, which is pretty cool. So the question was, this person wrote in and said that they have a lot of old photos that are really small in size, like two by five by 2.5. And they wanted to know what size they should scan them at, what resolution. So the clarity of older photos depends on the photographic method. We know that, right? We have lots of different photographs in um, our collections. But when I have small photographs and I need them for publication, I scan them at a, I scan at a minimum of 600 DPI, but I would prefer to scan them at 1200 DPI. If you could, sometimes the editors come back with me and say, rescan them. And at 200% scale, the image looks best the same size as the original, but I have better luck with a 200% and higher end resolution. How can you, how high, how large can you go with a reprint? It depends on the quality of the image. Like I would not want to enlarge a 1970s print on that linen resin coated paper, I would scan the negative in that case and at a high resolution and see how big I could make it. But a daguerreotype, there have been case studies like the Cincinnati waterfront daguerreotype where, I mean, they have blown that thing up to see the detail and it doesn't lose, it doesn't lose any quality whatsoever the larger it gets. It's truly amazing. Daguerreotypes are amazing. I just went to the Daguerrean Society conference last weekend. No, not this past weekend, the weekend before. And it was fabulous as usual. And I learned a bunch of stuff and I have some more videos to watch. Always learn something new. Every time you think, you know, everything about photography, there's always something new. It's a complicated subject. Someone asked, uh, well, we actually, someone in, in on YouTube asked, is the program for facial recognition that would identify older photos of people, people you have of newer photos. So the family search compare a face app is what everybody's using these days. So try it out. 
uh, and see if that works for you. It works for some, some people and not for others. Somebody asked about the storage of glass slides. So glass slides, they come in two categories. There are dry plates and wet plates. So the wet plates were first and then dry plates were mass manufactured. What you are looking for is broken glass and cleanliness. You don't wanna clean the emulsion side of these images. You could pull off the negative. If they're in good condition, then these materials are pretty stable. I would put them in an acid and lignin-free sleeve, paper sleeve, a cardstocky sleeve, something a little sturdier because it's a glass negative. And then you always store them vertically rather than flat because if you store them flat, then it's building up weight on the bottom glass and it can break. If you have a broken glass plate, it used to be you had to sandwich it between two pieces of glass and then use conservation quality tape. It turns out there are now methods for actually repairing the original glass plate negative. Conservatives have that, that capability now. And then what else? Oh, you can digitally, you know, get rid of that crack. You can do that as well. One more question. We have Eileen Bernier. She says, I have a photo, I think, of my grandmother's brother. He has a uniform on, which appears to be a Salvation Army one. Is there a way to find out if it is Salvation Army or not? He died at the age of 15, so the photo would have been taken between 1881 and 1896. That's a 15-year gap, Eileen. I would love to see that picture. You can Google image it and see if you can find a match for the uniform. Uniforms are really tricky. So was he in a band? Is it really Salvation Army? Is it some other little group that, that was available that he was a member of? There were lots of those little groups that had uniforms to sort of unify the, the crowd. That's what I would say first is I would images.google.com and I would do Salvation Army 1890 uniforms, something like that, to see what you can find. One other person had a question, digitizing negatives, what would you suggest? Reproduction, photography, or scanning? I would totally scan. Scanning your negatives is something you should do. You get a much better quality than you would with reproductions. A scan is a one-to-one. If no one has any other questions for me, what is a good scanner? Janet, I have always used Epson scanners. They were early in the industry, but there are lots of good scanners. You just want something that is uh, affordable and that scans at a high resolution, and most of them do. Um, see what's on sale, but I love my Upsons. I've had several over the years, and I think they're great. I even have one that's portable that I just put in a tray and take with me. So anyway, that is it for this episode of Ask Maureen. Please send me your questions on photo identification or uh, preservation or sharing or digital stuff. I hope that you watched my webinar last week with the members of the Family History Metadata Working Group, where we talked about metadata standards. I will be giving two talks at the upcoming Roots Tech in February. Yay! One on metadata with Rick Voigt. We're both volunteer members of the Family History Metadata Working Group and a two-part class with Nancy Desmond on photographs. So thank you all very much for joining me. Have a great day. Take care. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it on social media, leave me a rating and a review, 
And if you know of a friend or family member who's also interested in family photographs, share this episode with them too. See you next time. I'm thrilled to be offering something new. Photo Investigations. These collaborative one-on-one sessions look at your family photos. You and I meet to discuss your mystery images and find out how each clue and hint might contribute to your family history. And trust me, these images can reveal so much in your research. I have decades of experience in the photo, genealogy, and history industries. This is your chance to learn from me and discover the stories in your family images. You can find out more by going to MaureenTaylor.com and clicking on Family Photo Investigations.